We roll into the Friday before the Final Four. Bears loading up, getting ready. Tomorrow is the day. And uh, that'll be a 4.15 Central tip. Looking at about an hour uh, pregame, some pregame on the radio, ESPN, uh, Central Texas. Of course, that'll happen at about 3.15 tomorrow. And then the uh, tip at 4.15. And, uh, Stephen, for me, it'll be an hour later, okay? It'll be a 5.15 tip because I will be. I, and finally, Steve, you know, I, I got, you know, you're just always nervous until you have them in your hands. And now it's different. Back in the day, you know, it, it was fun to have a big event ticket or a big event credential. And now there's really no other way to get it than via email. And uh, so I did, it arrived today. I don't know if I could get some like replica. Well, Ticketmaster, Steven, you think they'll print some stuff out for me so I can kind of you know have my ticket to look at someday i've I've heard of uh yes i have heard of that business has been sprouting up now is if you go to a big event like my father-in-law and brother-in-law have to ask them for you they they went to the world series when the astros were in it and uh they had their tickets on their phone but they somehow got like replica paper tickets that they could keep as well i think there was some business that that did that but that's the new way of the world i mean we'll uh, good news for, well, I, I maybe based on yesterday, not so good news, but we'll have lots of Texas Ranger tickets when they do return home that we can give away on ESPN Central Texas. And yesterday I was having to help Tom, uh, walk, trying to walk through, you know, how to download all those because they just sent the tickets to Tom via the MLB app. There's no more paper tickets that are, um, allowed at Texas Ranger Stadium at Globe Life Field. It's just all, all paperless now. Wow, isn't that interesting? Opening day. I mean, I don't really think you want a replica ticket, do you, of of an opening day at a Rangers game? <laughs> Not when uh, Kyle Gibson's oh, on the mound. Oh man! Oh gosh! Out there at KC, we're just trying to play, just kind of seeing what what's up with the Royals. And uh, Kyle, how about a five run lead? What do you think about a five run lead? What if we staked you? You know, I mean, what if we what if we went out there just kind of just kind of went right after him and just opened the season the right way and um, and then weren't able to hold up. Kyle couldn't hold up his end of the deal. Steven, I believe Kyle Gibson, last I saw, may still be going up as we speak. I think that ERA, 135. That's a 135.00 <laughs> yep. on well, that ERA. That's what happens when you go a third of an inning and give up five earned runs. <laughs> wow. Wow, he goes a third, and of course, if you don't get an out, it just kind of goes into a infinity. Um, he did get, he did record one out, which is just like almost worse because it just, it just adds up and adds up, and it never stops. I mean, you're right, Stephen. How do you do the infinity if he never records the out? What do you? What does that do to the ERA? Is it just you know, a little he, infinity sign? Yeah, I don't know. That's I mean, a good question. It does it kill your? It doesn't really kill your ERA if you've got infinity. You know what I right, mean? Couldn't you come just, back and have a nice outing the next, <laughs> the next game? Knock it down to okay? like thirty-five dot zero zero. I don't know. I don't know what you knock it down to. Our scorekeepers are out there. I know they're out there. Like, hey, Matt, we got this. I know this. I know how to do the ERA. <laughs> um, although I've kept a lot of score in baseball, and I never had to do the ERA. You know. <laughs> That's something that was always kind of, they do it for you at the ballpark or MLB. How do we ever do things, Stephen, without like MLB.com? 
like telling us every I, I, single thing. Like I have what no kind idea. Of pitch, what speed it was. And now we have I like don't... now we immediately have like launch angle and spin rate and all these ridiculous things that we don't yeah. even really know what they mean. But you know, here's here's the TV commentator saying, "Well, that was a that had that had a one hundred one point five exit below on that one, Greg." And you're just like, "Oh, yeah. that sounds fast." Yeah, don't you always think we need a little context with that? Like, okay, here's what Gallo does. Here's what so-and-so does. Here, They always say that, and I'm just like, yeah, it sounds pretty good. Sounds, sounds like, have we ever had exit velocity on a home run? And it's just been like, oh, wow, that was a bad home run. <laughs> that had nothing on it. What was Babe Ruth's exit velocity? <laughs> Babe Ruth did not have great exit velocity. It's just kind of raw strength it didn't really get out of there fast he just kind of just kind of got you know oh my gosh what a weird thing i'd like to know rob deer's exit velocity i'd like to know what horner when he left the building what my man murphy oh, i bet my murphy had some great launch angle some great that ball speed off his bat i bet it was unbelievable dill murphy not in the hall of fame hall of fame in my heart that was my guy dill murphy as a kid for whatever reason that was I love Dale Murphy. Um, Atlanta Braves, of course. Ed Claudel, Bob Horner. I think Rafael Ramirez was hanging around out there. Steven, when I was a kid, <laughs> I know you're like, oh, great, here we go. <laughs> when I was a kid, Steven, it was the only times you could see, you couldn't even see the Rangers every day, which I've told you before. I know that blows your mind. It was like HSE or whatever. You could maybe see them like, 30 times a season. And we were half, we were okay with that. Like, okay, cool. And then if you got like a national type game, you're like, oh my gosh, with the Rangers on national TV, that's insane. So there's like one national, uh, there was one national game a week on, let's say, NBC. But ABC had like a Monday night baseball. And I would, I guess Al Michaels did it. If I had to think hard enough, I think Al, I can't remember if Howard Cosell may have also dabbled. He certainly did Monday Night Football. He may have dabbled in Monday Night Baseball as well. But uh, anyway, Stephen, the, 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 the games you could always get, though, were WGN. You could watch the, you could watch Hawk and all those guys, Andre the Hawk, uh, Dawson, and, uh, and Ryan Sandberg over on second. And then, uh, Man, I mean, it just Sean Dunstan played a little shortstop for you when he was really, really young. Anyway, uh, it was it was so much. And a guy played at the University of Texas um, would would be over on third. He played football at Texas, and he also played some for the Cubs. But we would watch that on WGN every day. We go home from school, Steve, and then in the evenings we could watch the Braves on TBS. Okay, if you had cable. You could watch Braves and, and Cubs every day. So because of that, there's like a, a across the country, there are tons of Braves and Cubs fans just because they grew up watching it, not because they grew up in those territories. So anyway, baseball's fun. Love opening day. Uh, it, it is amazing how, like even in the past 10 years, like every sporting event is on TV or some sort of streaming service now. I mean – Today I've I've been this morning I was kind of frustrated because I was TCU's playing Oklahoma in baseball and the series in Norman and anyway they have a deal with Fox Sports so I can't get it and I'm just like man like why can't I watch any of these games and I thought to myself like I remember the only like 
five, ten years ago when I was a kid, the only way I could see a college baseball game was if my dad took me like to Baylor Ballpark. Like you wouldn't see it on yeah. TV until the regional. You know, you'd just you'd kind of figure out who the team was <laughs> while they're playing the most important games of their season. Yeah. You're getting a little older, by the way. That was like 15 years ago. Yeah, you're right. But okay, fine. <laughs> Whatever. You know, hey, Steve, last night, speaking of college baseball, you're, but you're right. That ESPN++ thing that I always joke about. I mean, <laughs> they have I like have every it. game. It's, it's yeah. crazy. And so neighbor Ted has it hooked up to his TV. And so I, I ran by to say hi to neighbor Ted last night. And uh, my folk, my uh, uh, girls have gone, uh, gone skiing. Without me, because I'm going to the Final Four, and uh, <laughs> neighbor, neighbor Ted, you know, he's like, "Hey, you got something for us to watch? Got a game for us to watch?" And I'm like thinking, "Man, I want to watch, I want to watch the the Nuggets. You know, I want to watch. I'm hoping that's that TNT game, Nuggets Clippers. I mean, we got some pretty good stuff on. I want to watch some NBA. And what are we watching, Stephen? It was already six nothing. <laughs> Baylor, Baylor North ballpark. Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> And North Carolina A and T. When I hear A and T, Stephen, what do I think of? You think of acrobatics Acro- and tumbling. Acrobatics and tumbling. The great, the great Mulkey, and uh, uh, Mulkey, That is Felicia Mulkey and in her gang. But uh, anyway, we were watching. Boy, the I was feeling bad. The young pitcher was out there for A and T, and he couldn't calm that thing down. The Bears were going. We had somebody, Stephen, up at bat. Wesner, is that is that you say? Is Wesner Chase Wesner? Yep, Wesner. And then we got a guy with like a hyphenated name. Really like that guy. Uh, oh yeah, he's about, like killing the ball right now. Valdez. Yeah, uh, yeah. I want to call him Valdez Scantling, but I think he plays for the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> oh, Cardozo, Cardozo, something. Cardozo, Valdez Cardozo. Anyway, he he. I love that guy. I mean, he's out there standing on second. He's ripping the ball around there. I mean, I'm looking to see if Cade's playing. I'm always wanting to see if the Kaufman kid, Cade Currington's in there. Cade will knock it around a little bit. Uh, Nevin. Nevin was in there out in left field last night. So Bears trying to get their feet back under him. Off to a rough start. Conference play. One and five. Steven, I'm sorry. I didn't give you your due. Frogs got a sweep. Frogs got a sweep over us, and it was ugly. It was one of those just like there. I think opening night was a good game. You know, that was like a – was it 5-3 or 3-1? Three 3-1, to one. Three one. yep. Yeah, it was a good game, really good game, well-pitched. Bears went out there, fought, lost out there at Lumpkin, Lumpton, whatever y'all call it, Steven, out there in – what do y'all call that place? Lumpton. Lump, Lumpton, yep. yeah. Okay. And um, next couple of nights, which is – we got – it's like we just got hammered. So we got to get our feet back under us and then get going. At some point this season, these Bears, Rodrigo will get them going, I promise. Steven, I think Rodrigo normally appreciates my support, but the other night he he just kind of – I didn't hear back from him. I think he was kind of like, Mosley, just leave me alone. <laughs> I, I got some to things him, to figure out. Yeah. I was just picking him up back up. Like, Rodrigo, everything's going to be okay kind of thing. I did not hear back. I think Rodrigo was like, Mosley – Okay, I got this. I really don't need your inspirational messages. Scott always appreciates my inspiration. I got. What am I going to say before a Final Four semifinal to Scott Drew? Stephen, why don't we workshop that and then in the one forty, let's talk about that. What am, what sort of inspiration am I going to send Scott tomorrow? And do you think Baylor fans would wish I would just leave it alone and maybe not bother him? <laughs> 
Wait till like 30 minutes before the game and then just start giving lineup advice. Golly. I mean, Steven, this ticket thing, Final Four, can you imagine me? That just how freaked out I am when somebody transfers them over to me, and then I got to somehow get them into a Google Pay app, and then the the Google Pay won't let me like use the app unless I use some high form of whatever you call it, Stephen. You know, like facial recognition. Should I use the fingerprint or the facial recognition? Wait, fingerprint would probably be easier to set up. And then it says. Three different layers. I I just want an app with a ticket on it. I don't want to. I don't want to look at it and put my finger on it and stuff. I good gosh, how has all this stuff changed us? Two five four six six two sixteen sixty is the uh, CNC collision line. If you want to text us, what do you guys think I should do? Should I do facial recognition? Will it recognize me with my sunglasses on, Stephen? Should I do fingerprint? Um, this is very exciting. Going to roll in tomorrow morning. Got a nice little ride in. I'm not going to make too much of it, Stephen, but it's not really how I'm used to getting around. Uh, it's going to be wonderful. I'm going to roll on into town, into Indy, touchdown about 1230 Eastern, and then just kind of start getting ready for the ball game. All right, Stephen, I don't know what that means, getting ready for the ball. I know what most fan bases it, it means. I'll just say the group that I, it's going with me, Stephen, some of the bigger teetotalers in our, really in America. Okay, so this will not be a crowd that's kind of getting lubed up. But we will be ready. You know what I mean? Like the excitement level will be pretty, pretty, pretty high. So it's kind of like no alcohol needed. You know what I mean, Stephen? I know what you kinda mean. Like the, yep. Kind of like the, the, the spirit. Just, just yeah, let just, the spirit yeah, just move. Working off the spirit. Drunk off the spirit. That's right. Drunk off the spirit. <laughs> What's that thing you say in marriage counseling, Stephen? What do y'all what do they say these days? You're pursuing your wife or whatever? Continue you to pursue gotta... your wife, yes. <laughs> my, my wife is just like, please stop. <laughs> let's 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 cut this pursuit off. <laughs> Okay. We've got a good um, established thing going. Let's just Yeah, leave it everything's great here. We don't need to pursue each other, all right? We've had 22 years of this. Let's settle down around here. Okay, uh, it's, uh, it is 116. We do have, uh, Stephen, the Bill Self news was big. Bill Self got a lifetime contract in Kansas. I got bigger news. I got Mr. Quick on. Uh, Michael Williams, one of the greatest players to ever play at Baylor. One of my favorite players ever. Haller went and recruited him, and then uh, I think may have been Gene Iba got to coach him a little bit after that, and uh, Michael got us back to the promised land, got us back in the NCAA tournament, and uh, I think we went and played Memphis. Uh, if I thought hard enough, I could tell you their star player. I bet it was Elliot Perry was his name back in the day. Michael, Mr. Quick Williams, joins Mosley and Simcox next. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. 
This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly sunny skies today with a high around 70 degrees. It'll be clear tonight. We drop to 46. And your weekend forecast, mostly cloudy on Saturday with a 20% chance of rain, a high of 68. And then on Easter Sunday, partly sunny skies. Again, a 20% chance of an isolated rain shower and a high of 73. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Hey, have you thought about buying your first home and weren't sure where to start or if you qualify? Well, it's Matt Mosley from the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. NeighborWorks Waco has been assisting Central Texans in the home buying process for the past 27 years, and they are ready to assist you. Not enough money for down payment or low credit score? NeighborWorks Waco has programs that help you improve your credit score, and they help you get the best loan with the least out-of-pocket expense. Plus, to make sure you know what to look for, in selecting that perfect home for you and your family, call 254-752-1647 or visit the website at nw-waco.org to get started. NeighborWorks Waco is currently operating with social distancing protocol in place so that you can access our programs knowing your safety is their highest priority. NeighborWorks Waco is your trusted source for home ownership the right way. Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H-braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. Some things never change, like the commitment to service and protection the Nietzsche Group Insurance Agency has offered since 1949. Whether you're needing a new business policy to get your operations up and running, adding cyber liability for a remote workforce, or if you're needing to pause your current coverage, our team is here for the protection you need when you need it. Whatever your coverage needs, talk to the experts that care. Call the Nietzsche Group to discuss your personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs at 1-800-258-8302. Walking into a gym can be very intimidating and uncomfortable. Mobile Muscle can help. The importance of your health is something you can't put a price on. It's a new year, which means God is giving you the opportunity to start fresh. Life is busy and times are different. With my workout program, I customize a plan that will work specifically for you and come to you. No gym membership wasted. No workout equipment needed. No excuses. I'm Matt Cunningham, and I'm Mobile Muscle. Give me a call or text today, and let's kickstart this year off the right way. 254-716-5174. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Stephen Simcox with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Texas Tech head basketball coach Chris Beard is headed to Texas. Beard had been at Texas since 2016 and made an appearance in the Final Four and National Title game while on Lubbock. North Carolina head basketball coach Roy Williams has retired from UNC with another huge job open. Mac Rose told Matt Mosley Baylor will be proactive in keeping Scott Drew happy. I'm I'm confident that um, you know he's he's going to remain at at Baylor. We're we're always going to be proactive. Um, and I think we've been proactive in, in terms of uh, doing doing the, the very best we can to retain talent, to retain our uh, our head coaches that, that do such a do such a great job. Baylor basketball plays in the Final Four tomorrow afternoon against Houston. Tip off at four fifteen on ESPN Central Texas Sports Center every twenty minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas.
Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show presented by Central National Bank. Here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. And uh, getting ready for Baylor in the Final Four. And a man who, uh, boy, took us, got us close to the promised land, took us to the NCAA tournament. And uh, long-time Dallasite, very successful businessman. Uh, it is Michael, Mr. Quick Williams, joining us on ESPN Central Texas. Michael, I was so excited. I had Jim Haller on, your old coach, uh, uh, boy, I don't want to offend him by calling him the old coach, but, you know, he's still very young looking, but, uh, I, I get so excited thinking about your era and, uh, I got to think Michael, those guys like you who had such great careers and, and then, you know, got a little taste of uh, that NCAA tournament to see Baylor now advance all, all the way to the final four. It has to be, uh, has to be a wonderful feeling. Well, I tell you this: uh, if we could have video conferences, I have my hat on and my Baylor shirt on today, <laughs> and I'm in the office. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I love that. I love that you got your Baylor. I think I ran into you years ago at a golf tournament. You had a sweet swing, which I should have, uh, I should have <laughs> anticipated. Had a pretty nice, uh, pretty nice swing out there. I'm trying to remember where we were playing that day, but I think it was some kind of tournament. But they said that yeah. was Michael Williams over there. Michael, I just I turned into a little kid again. I was like, my goodness, I gotta, I gotta go over there and meet that man. But uh, that's uh, it, it. It's really it's so cool that all this is happening. I mean, Michael, how have uh, have, have you? Go, uh, you know, gone to, you know, a lot of games over the past. Have you kind of gotten to know Scott Drew a little bit? What, is, uh, uh, what has been your I impression him, uh, of it all? I have him on, on my cell phone. Uh, so Scott and I, we spoke, and I went over and spoke to the kids uh, uh, on several occasions. Uh, but I tell you the truth, I have not called him once. I have not texted him once because every time I would go talk to the kids, it will be a game before they had to play against Kansas. And things didn't go well. So I'm not messing with him right now. But he is in my prayers. <laughs> I, told oh. my, I told my wife last night, I said, man, I should have wanted to just say, you know, go get him. I know I said, but I'm not messing with him. I'm just going to let him go do what he has to do. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Well, it's uh, it's been a lot of fun. I think back to those years. I guess that was after Coach Iba had uh, taken over and I was just mm. I was just talking about it on uh, out loud. I mean now before we talk about your trip to the NCAA tournament, Michael, I mean that those SWC tournaments, uh, we got Steven Simcox with us. He's a young he's a young pup. He's twenty eight years old. He doesn't remember those things. And I'm telling you, Michael, though that was the that was unbelievable. First of all you had five slam a jamma. You came in a little bit after that but those but all that, those that was good for me, by the way. <laughs> you missed out on Clyde and all those guys. Those guys are about four years older than you. But uh, yeah. uh, that, I mean, the SWC tournament at Reunion Arena was really, really something. And the Cougars oh, yeah. and the Mustangs and Winston Crichton, the uh, the Ags. Arkansas I mean, you never knew. And Andrew yes. Lane and uh you know uh cato armstrong all those guys they were coming they were coming at sean gay at, at texas tech uh it was from top to bottom that old southwest conference and and to see houston playing against baylor for the championship it, it shows you still a lot of talent here in texas for basketball 
Yeah, there's a huge amount, and uh, it's funny you brought up Cato. I was I was actually going to bring up Cato. Y'all ran into them in the SWC championship. I can't remember if that was your junior or senior year, but uh, mm-hmm. Michael, that I mean that that was a team. You and Daryl, uh, I mean, we Never thought done. that was y'all were going to do it, and 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 that Kate. By the way, a few years ago, I ran in. I was up at uh, the Cooper Aerobics Center, and I saw this guy, kind of overweight, in his. Yeah, at the time he would have been in his, I don't know, late 40s, maybe early 50s. And, and within a moment, I, I just the way he moved and the way he shot, I just I immediately, I didn't have to see his face. I said, that's Cato. And sure enough, it was Cato. It was Cato. <laughs> <laughs> still, yeah, he, but he's still he, jumping he, high. I mean, he, you know, for a guy to be 5'10", 5'11", but he had to have a 41-inch vertical. You know, you have certain players in the league because I used to hate see a guy like uh, Chris Jackson, who's Mark Mood, or or a guy like Kevin Johnson and 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 Mark Price. So you you had to sleep in and make sure you got your good night's sleep. But with Cato, I had to do the same thing in college. He's one of those guys you had to be ready to play because he was going to compete and he had a lot of talent. Yeah, yeah, that was because uh, Carl predated you. Carl Wright probably by a little bit maybe in, mm-hmm. in uh, con- contact Longino and all those guys. But anyway, I'll, I'll say this, Michael, he, uh, he, he still can hoop, but he hasn't kept himself in the shape you have. I'll just put it that yeah. way. <laughs> well, you know, I, I always, uh, whenever I do public speaking, I say, well, listen, when I was playing, it was half my body. So I'm in good shape for a man that is 54. And that's all I can think I could promise my wife. My wife said, oh, you need to look like that. I, I just looked at her and said, you're going to be disappointed. talking to uh michael williams one of the all-time baylor greats uh michael take me back to uh uh you getting recruited by coach haller and then you and daryl now you from uh the famous carter high school in dallas in fact uh you were i'm trying to think the age on all this when all that Crazy football stuff was happening. You might have been. Oh yeah, that was that was, a that, was that was my rookie shades. year. On my, oh yeah, uh, when I, we won a championship with the Pistons, that was Jesse Olmstead, that group. That was in 1989. I came out in '84. Uh-huh. And uh, Jim Haller, um, that year, um, they had. I don't know if they still have it in, in Waco, but they had the Waco Optimist Tournament. Uh, we won it two years in a row. And you know, I'm most valuable player. And then I went down in the Texas Hall of Fame game and uh, that year and, and we played against Conroe and I, I scored 63 points and, and a game down in Waco. So Waco, needless to say, got to know me and got to know Coach Haller. And when he recruited me, um, just the way he recruited, you knew he was real. The team before us just didn't do well and uh, from, from our, our, all indications. Wasn't going to be that that talented, but when that recruiting class of Carlos Briggs, Eric Johnson, who's Vinny Johnson's uh, younger brother, myself, uh, Daryl Middleton, who actually got better and better as as uh, his college career went on, and uh, the main reason I went there was because of Frank Williams, who made the All State team. He played at Samuel and uh, here in Dallas, and uh, he was six ten, six nine, six ten, and I knew we were going to be competitive, but. The things have changed, we all know, in, in college sports now. That year I made a uh, freshman All-American with uh, Danny Manning and David Rivers. You know, in today's world, I would have went pro. 
<laughs> but back yeah. then, you got guys like Wayman Tisdale, Danny Manning, guys were playing all four years, and that makes you, you feel more, uh, you're closer to the university because you got a lot of memories. I remember uh, uh, when I got inducted to the Baylor Hall of Fame or Wake Hall of Fame, one or the other, uh, um, Coach Haller presented me. And neither one of us could stop crying. We just looked at each other because we knew that if we would have stayed together, we would have done some special things. Now, Gene Ibo was also one of the best coaches that I've ever played for, especially on the college level, uh, because he was going to preach defense, 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 uh, because he's old Hank Ibo, um disciple. So, you know, having an offensive guy that recruited me, Jim Halloway, averaged 94 points a game. And then having a, a great coach and Gene Ibo coming in behind him, so I learned to play both sides of the floor, and it really helped me in my pro career. Yeah, and Coach Ibo, it was almost took us back to like the movie Hoosiers. He 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 would uh, he would want y'all to pass it a bunch of times, and we're always like, man, let's uh, fast break this thing. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was bad. I mean, I would come down and throw the ball, you know, behind my back, and the guy would make a dunk or layup. He'd take me out of practice. Like, what's wrong? That was a bad pass. I said it was an assist. Go sit on the sideline. <laughs> <laughs> Talking to that was uh, Coach Oh man, yeah, Michael Williams and uh, and then, boy, at the, the end of your time, that might have been when Chief showed up. Uh, uh, you know, Chief uh, got there right after well, I think you'd gone pro. Yeah. Uh, yeah, after you'd gone to the NBA, Chief Holcomb shows up. I just always wanted to get all y'all together, but you're right. I mean, you and you and Coach Haller. And by the way, Briggs, talking to Michael Williams, the uh, legendary Baylor player, uh, Briggs was, Carlos was still there when I got there seven years later. So I'm seven years younger than you. <laughs> you know, if you, if you research him, he went to coach at a junior college or small university, and he was a coach of the year. Oh, wow. Carlos Briggs, yeah, was? back in Detroit. Yeah, he was coach of the year. And I, I'm not surprised because he always knew the game. Uh, him and I kind of clashed with, with their styles and their approach. But I'm, ta- I'm talking about a great player, could just shoot it from anywhere. Um, uh, and he's a great guy. I, I was doing some business in Detroit years after I retired. And I was at a little bar, and I looked over, and you can't miss the red hair and freckled face. And I said, man, that is Carlos. And, man, we had such a great time. And that's the one thing about college I tell people. You know, I played 11 years in, in the NBA, and you get to know people, but it's nothing like going through that college experience. And that's, you know, when I look at what Baylor has done and what, what Coach Drew has done and his staff, man, it's so much pride. And those kids are going to remember this time for the rest of their lives. Yeah, and, it's and those relationships because it's nothing like nothing like going, getting in the trenches, two minutes to go in the game, and somebody knocked down a big jumper, or somebody makes a big defensive play. You still remember those games. You know, can you imagine, Michael, if you had a? I mean, you had to handle the ball. You had to do a lot for oh. that team. Imagine oh, the. Uh, imagine this Baylor team: three guards that can all handle it, can all. It's it's sort of positionless basketball in a sense, and they don't have true. It's not like they have a big man 
like Daryl that are trying to get the ball yeah. down there and score twenty points a game or eighteen points a game. What do you what what do you what what stands out to you about this team? And I would uh, knowing how great you are at getting steals, and that's kind of where that Mister mm-hmm. Quick thing came from. Where did uh, what what is this defense? What do you think of this team's defense and and, and just kind of its overall play? Well, when the NCAA tournament started, I, I running back bet with uh, some friends of mine. I said Baylor's going to be in the Final Four. Ah, oh, Baylor won't be in the Final Four. Michigan beat them. So and so beat them. Uh, Illinois beat them. I said, listen, in today's game, whether it's on the college, high school, even pro level, it's about guard play. And when I started looking at the way the the three and sometimes four headed monsters, because they got a kid coming off the bench that's really solid, that can really knock down jumpers, and he's a great uh, free-throw shooter. I think it's number 10. Uh, you got to have guard yeah. play when you get to – come again? Yeah, Flagler off the bench, yeah. Yes, you got to have guard play in the NCAA. Now, that's why, in my opinion, the Houston game is going to be a – you ready for a fight? It's going to be a fight. If the referees let them play, I wouldn't be surprised with some black eyes and bloody lips because both teams are really built on defense. Now, I am biased. I think we have better shooters, and I think we have better ball handlers. That's going to be the difference in the game. Right, and I'm well, not just I, saying that because I'm sick of nation, but I'm just saying that's what it is. Yeah, I I I agree with you, and they they want to lure you into their game, and you got to play your game and try to dictate the pace. But boy, we both know Kelvin Sampson can flat out coach too, so it's going to be a uh, yeah. it's going to be an interesting uh, coaching matchup. And boy, he was coaching. I don't know where he was when you were playing, but he was around. Uh, oh Kelvin yeah, and Sampson's winning been, and winning. Yeah, oh yeah, he's been doing it forever. Uh, remind me when y'all went to the tournament. It was. Uh, it was, uh, you know, kind of toward the end of your career. I remember uh-huh. it was against Memphis, Memphis State. We used to call them back then. And yeah. as I was trying to remember, I didn't even look this up. They had a great player named Elliot Perry. I think he wore goggles. If I, if I think yeah, hard yeah, enough, weighed about 150 pounds. He was a sophomore. <laughs> I remember him. I remember him well, too well. <laughs> <laughs> what do you remember about that experience? Well, it was new for us because the year before, we went to the Southwest Conference Championship game two years in a row, and um, Texas Tech uh, beat us in a championship game, and they actually finished sixth or seventh in the conference, so they they had an opportunity to go to the NCAA, and we went to the NIT. And uh, my senior year, we, we had that, that born, uh, bond fight uh, with uh, SMU, uh, needless to say, I used to go to the gym during the summer, so it was a rivalry there. Um, but going to the NCAA is just a different experience. It's a different le- level of media coverage. Uh, you're playing against great players that you really have only watched on film. So to your point you just made, you have to stick to your game plan. And uh, that Memphis game years ago now, but uh, we started out pretty pretty good. And they went on a couple of runs, and we just couldn't sustain uh, our run. So, you know, and you're watching the game um, Saturday. You're going to see a lot of runs. Can you sustain it? Can you sustain a a 10-point run? Uh, Can people stop you from a 10-point run? You saw the game against um, uh, Arkansas. We went up points. Arkansas made a run. 
mm-hmm. but we were able to hang, uh, hold them back. Yeah, well, I just uh, I tell you, it's it's such a pleasure uh, to catch up with you. And uh, those were those were great days. You started bringing up gra- uh, those names, and uh, I feel like Eric Johnson might have finished. Did he go to? Did he transfer to Nebraska or something? Or I was trying to remember the. Uh, yeah, uh, he. And speaking of three guards, I mean, if if it was up to Coach Haller, we had the three guards: uh, Eric, myself, along with Carlos Briggs. Yeah, yeah. And I tried to get Eric to stay because he's a great player, and he had an opportunity and played in the league. I think he played two or three years in the league for Utah. Mm-hmm. So we had talent, and Carlos Briggs was the last, um, I think he was the last cut with San Antonio, and this was after setting out a whole year because he wasn't able to play his senior year. So we had a lot of talent. I, I don't think our talent is as, as talented as uh, the Butler and Mitchell and the crew. Because they have really good shooters, and all of those guys can get their own shots, especially at crunch time. Mm-hmm. So we have a really, really good shot at winning this thing. And um, uh, I say sick and bears. I'm really yeah. proud of this team. I've been saying for years, and you could mark my word, and you can ask Coach Drew. This was 15 years ago. I was looking at him. I said, as long as we can keep you, we're going to do some special things because, when, in my opinion, when you get on the college level, you got to have talent, but your coaches and your staff and your recruitment of great players, uh, I think uh, we're number one. I think we're number four, this incoming uh, recruiting class in the nation. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, well, M- Michael, by the way, Mr. Quick, uh, who gave you that nickname? Jim Hallis. Jim Hallis. And he used to call me big time. He, oh, you big time. Big time. I was a little snotty-nosed uh, freshman. So he saw something in me, and I've always appreciated it. Um, mm-hmm. He's a great man and a great family man. He's been nothing but special for me. And uh, I'm just happy to have him in my life. Yeah. Well, he's a, he, we had him on yesterday. He never. He always loves bringing you and Daryl up. And, you know, it's funny. There are certain players you can't talk about one without the other. And you mm-hmm. and Daryl are just, you know, and you had the, the longer, better NBA career. And I know he played overseas. But uh, you and Daryl, man, that was like a package-type deal. That was a, that was a, that was a duo in the Southwest Conference. And uh, he could hammer it, and he owned that paint down low. He owned and, it. And, owned left yeah. hand, right hand, a hook underneath. He had it all. Yep, yep. I don't know. I don't know if anybody. I mean, Skinner was good, and obviously he hung around the NBA for a long time, and other players mm-hmm. have. But Daryl uh, and Chief Holcomb had a nice little run. But Lord help, Daryl was. Uh, you and Daryl were a great combo, and I think in today's game, Michael, you probably would have squeezed off more threes because you could shoot. Oh yeah, you certainly mm-hmm. could shoot the three. I just remember you having a great mid-range game, and so I don't. Th- yeah. I don't it's, it's, the way I remember it, you didn't shoot a ton of them. Well, because Coach Ivy would take out the game number one. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's number one, and number two, we had the best uh, big man in the league. So, you know, Daryl is. I was telling a story a year or so ago. I said that my senior year, Daryl was MVP of the league. Um, uh, Robert. Um, um, Rob McLemore 
was defensive player of the year. Yeah. And although we lost the game to SMU, I was still MVP of the tournament. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, we had all, but we finished second. So, uh, <laughs> we could blame that on TCU, and uh, we lost that game. But uh, we had great teams and had a really good good time, and it's something I'll never forget. And I'm wearing green and gold. Uh, I might have some green and gold pants on tomorrow. I, I'm so proud of this team. Yeah. Well, listen, we're we're going to be uh, – I'll think about you tomorrow. I'm going to make that trip tomorrow morning, and uh, it's going to be so exciting. And, uh, Michael, it's great catching up with you. Uh, and for people that don't know, Michael once made – still holds the NBA record, uh, record, as far as I know, most consecutive free throws made at 97. And, uh, Michael, you didn't even know that uh, – that that's like a job now in the NBA. I know you know it now, but you could have like been a free throw coach for another. You know, you could have you would still be sitting on an NBA bench. Uh, although you've had a lot of success in business, but they yeah. do have free throw coaches now. <laughs> well, I tell people this all the time. Um, that's where you win games. Um, I've watched a lot of college games get lost by really talented teams because they can't shoot free throws. And you were talking about our, my golf swing. That's what made me become a better golf player. Years ago, I have a bad knee now, but um was my free throw shooting because it was all technique and it was practice and it was repetition, and uh, that's what it's about. Well, it's uh – it's uh, yeah. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get you out to the golf course uh, one of these days. Although I I may I am able capable of throwing people's tempo off. Once you see my <laughs> swing, it could it could cause a distraction. But uh, <laughs> Michael, I appreciate it. It's so fun catching up with you, and I hope uh, Coach Haller. I bet he was out there listening. He's a great friend of ours. So uh, just all our best, and uh, let's let's go get him tomorrow. Let's go get him. Thanks for the call. You bet. Michael Williams, Mr. Quick, out of Carter High School in Dallas, Texas, one of the great all-time Baylor Bears. And uh, All right, we got to get you ready. Uh, we got one more uh, Final Four. We'll do it next week. We'll kind of get in on this pro day. We still got to want to let you hear from uh, the technician, uh, William Bradley King. But next, we're going to give you our picks. <laughs> Stephen, I think you know why. I can't, I can't pick against the Baylor at this point. We'll give you kind of our thoughts on this, our breakdown, and uh, get you ready for a huge day of basketball tomorrow, one of the greatest days in Baylor basketball history. It all happens next. Recently on the John Moore Show. Dan Schulman, ESPN, our guest. I was uh, saying earlier in the hour, Dan, uh, kind of telling your, your travel story about how when you go on a road trip, you go on a serious road trip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, so I'm Canadian for those who don't right, know right. down there. And I, I still, I've always lived in Canada. So during the pandemic, we had in Canada a 14-day quarantine whenever you come back to Canada. So they installed a kit in my house that a lot of people have. So I called about six or seven games from home while uh, over the holidays. And now I'm back down in the U.S. Uh, my trip started in Waco, actually. I flew from Toronto to Dallas, drove to Waco. And because I can't go back and forth, I believe I am now... Now, uh, away from home for the duration of the regular season, like through championship week. So I am very lucky. I have a supportive, independent wife. Listen to the voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. All right, let's talk about your friend in the car business. It is Alan Samuels, Ted Teague. 
He's the man, the GM out there, 201 West Loop 340, just down from Highway 84. What a guy he is, and he'll make you a deal. And he got a great group, great staff out there. I like dropping by. I like the service area. Now, here's the deal. Let me talk about a certain Ram truck. Three-peat Motor Trend Truck of the Year, back-to-back-to-back. Top safety pick for trucks named in 2021. Uh, I like giving these kind of specific deals. Steven, you like it when I kind of move some vehicles. I may be out there on the lot soon. 2021 new Ram 1500 Crew Cab Lone Star. Total value is up to $5,500 or 0% for 84 months. All right? that's I like that. To, uh, up to $5,500 on some of these savings. That's that 2021 new Ram 1500 Crew Cab Lone Star. Steve, that's all you need. You don't need I – don't, I don't see you being a – 3,500 guy or 25. I mean, I think that 1,500 crew cab will probably get you around town a little bit. And then, of course, Jeep, the most decorated uh, SUV available. Uh, Jeep's built tough. New 2021 Jeep Renegade Latitude. Total values 5,250 or 0% for 84 months. The uh, Oh, and here's that Grand Cherokee. Okay, that's what I drive. Up to 3,750 in total values or 0%. For 72 months. I like these options. Kind of think it out. Kind of think through it. New 2021 Chrysler Pacifica Hybrid. Limited total values of $7,000 or 0% for 84 months. Uh, Come out to Alan Samuels. Come see us. Your friend in the car business. What's up, everybody? This is Garrett Ross from ESPN Central Texas. Join Tom Barfield and myself as we broadcast live Saturday from Buffalo Wild Wings prior to the NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament. Buffalo Wild Wings is a place in Waco to watch all the action with their amazing food, action-packed bar, and 58 big-screen TVs. Ask about their boneless wings that are hand-spun in your favorite sauce or the all-new Bacon Smash Hatch Chili Burger. Don't watch the game at home. Come join the fun Saturday from 1 till 3 at Buffalo Wild Wings in Waco Central Texas. Texas Marketplace. For a limited time, refinance your vehicle and have 90 days with zero payments. Only at Genco FCU. Refinancing lowers your rate and you pay less for your car. One winner will have a chance to win a 0% loan. You can't pass on rates as low as 1.75% for 48 months. Apply online today. Annual percentage rate subject to change without notice. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies. Go to GencoFCU.org. NCUA equal housing lender. My money, my future, my Ram Truck Month is back at Cameron Autoplex in Cameron, Texas. Everyone knows Cameron Autoplex is your Central Texas truck authority, and the deals don't get any better than during Ram Truck Month. During this event, qualified buyers get 0% for 84-month financing on any new Ram 1500 Crew Cab Lone Star. And if you need a heavy-duty Ram to get the job done, we've got that too. This is a limited-time event, so hurry into Cameron Autoplex. There's a reason why people say it's always friendlier and cheaper in Cameron. So for the past four plus years, we at Pickup Outfitters have been fighting the good fight to end truck nudity and make our streets safe for children. We've put our money where our mouth is in our red mascot truck Diablo, maybe the most recognized truck in Central Texas. You've probably seen Diablo driving around town or parked in front of Pickup Outfitters. Well now you can take the shortcut to having a fully outfitted truck because Diablo can be your personal truck. The Pickup Outfitters mascot truck is for sale to one lucky Central Texan or local business and as part of the sale, $10,000 of the proceeds will be donated to charity. 
That's right. You can own Diablo loaded with $30,000 worth of accessories and you can also help out a local charity. The asking price is $40,000 which is way below market value. You can see Diablo in person, look it over, and get all the details at Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco. Check it out on the web at createacommotion.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Stephen Simcox with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Texas Tech head basketball coach Chris Beard is headed to Texas. Beard had been at Texas since 2016 and made an appearance in the Final Four and National Title game while on Lubbock. North Carolina head basketball coach Roy Williams has retired from UNC with another huge job open. Mac Rose told Matt Mosley Baylor will be proactive in keeping Scott Drew happy. I'm I'm confident that um, you know he's he's going to remain at at Baylor. We're we're always going to be proactive. Um, and I think we've been proactive in, in terms of uh, doing doing the, the very best we can to retain talent, to retain our uh, our head coaches that, that do such a do such a great job. Baylor basketball plays in the Final Four tomorrow afternoon against Houston. Tip off at four fifteen on ESPN Central Texas Sports Center every twenty minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Let's get me excited, Stephen. That's that. That's that March Madness, CBS. I guess they could play that on TBS too. I think they get to play it. They've got the rights. They can play all that. Oh man, we're getting closer. We're five minutes away. We're going to turn this thing over to John Morris, who is in the bubble, or in. I guess he's kind of right outside the bubble, but he's at Indy. I'll join him tomorrow. Stephen, have we told John I'm planning to to just jump in there? in a three-man booth with he and Pat tomorrow. I just don't know if I've, I've – I don't know if I've told him that yet. Is he – do you think he's open to that? Sure. I think maybe you should do sidelines. Just get there behind the bench. Kind of just talk to Coach Tang and Coach Drew during the game. See how they're hey, doing. Jerome, Jerome, what are you thinking on this possession? <laughs> what are you thinking here? What do you want to run? Are you switching everything? We're tied, with, we're tied with five seconds left. Now let's go down to Matt Mosley, who has Scott Drew live with him. <laughs> I mean, you know, Coach, what? you want to give I, Mayor a look here? He's he's been pretty hot today. <laughs> uh, let's get Meyer in. Let's get Flagler in. Let's get uh, let's get let's get uh, Everyday John in there. I like EJ. I like that we call him EJ. Coach, now. you know who I've like, always thought has been clutch? It's Mark Patterson. You think he'd be good in this situation? Coach, Coach Patterson's got that headband on. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Uh, what do you think my man Moffitt would do if they sit him in a game like in a in a close ball game in a final four? They said, Jackson, get out there. Jump in there. It's like a one possession game. Scott calls a timeout I, and throws Jackson out there. I think he'd jack it up. I mean, I think he'd be like pull it up for three. I don't the thing about Patterson and Jackson, is there any other walk ons I'm not thinking about? Well, I don't know. It's Patterson and Jackson, those are the main ones I'm thinking about. They're not scared, you know. It's just like I think I think Patterson would literally go make a, like a reverse layup, like in a crucial time. I really do think he would. Just cross up Quentin Grimes and like finish with his left hand. Yes, yes. The raftery saying onions. 
<laughs> Patterson earlier this season did not even have his name on the back of the jersey. He was the only player, number thirty-five or whatever. They put him out there, and it like wouldn't say anything. But you remember I, that I, chase down block in the K State game? <laughs> it's like LeBron. Scott's hollering at him. Stop that. Stop that. We're up by 70. They're up by 40 and like walk-ons are pinning the ball against the backboard. I liked it. You know who the nicest coaches were to us? Like uh, as far as uh, getting to the Final Four, you know, I don't see any, you know, Bill Self like, let's go Bears. Let's get out there and go, you know, have a good. I don't I don't see anybody. Of course, Texas and Tech, everybody's all, all upset. They're not worried about us right now. They're all mad at each other. Uh, but, but coach Snyder at, uh, Kansas state, I mean, how, how nice is that guy? I mean, I kind of like to make fun of him, but the truth is he seems like the nicest guy. He was like, I just want to thanks to Scott and, and coach Brooks. And I love you guy, coach. I think coach Brooks maybe used to be a, uh, an assistant for him, but he, he was, you know, congratulating the bears on Twitter. Way to go coach Snyder. We like you. How would you rank? Not not in form in 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 terms of best. Okay, Stephen, we need to. I need to stop that because I need. We need to do some serious talk right now. Here's what's going to happen tomorrow. Bears going to come out. Houston's going to try to turn this thing into a rock fight. They they're not great shooters. Although Grimes can knock out down uh, shots down. Sasser can knock shots down. But they got some bruisers. Gorham is a monster. He'll just beat you up. Um, Oh, Stephen, who am I not thinking about? Who's number three for them that's so uh, – oh, Jerome, that guy's scary. That guy, he'll get in your grill. They play defense. They what? Their whole thing, it's like a bunch of just antagonists. They're just gnats. They're just trying to get in your grill and throw you off your rhythm. Bears got to get out in transition. They do have to take care of the ball because Houston is going to – you know, they can cause turnovers – and they're going to try to do what UCLA did to Michigan. All right? They're going to try to keep this thing down in the 40s or 50s and just slug it out. Bears need throw the first punch, and I think everything everybody will settle down as long as the Bears have one of those, like, early, just kind of, what what, do, what Jacus call it, Stephen? Our, our buddy Coach Jacus, kind of like a 15-point punch, or was that? Or was that Jerome? I don't know. You I think know, that was Jerome earlier this week. Yep. Yeah, Jacus and Jerome are, are great friends of the show. So is Scott, but Scott, Scott I'm not going to blame it on Scott. I've, I've had anyway. The Jerome and Jacus have been unbelievable to us this season. And David K. By the way, shout out to the SID, David K. I mean, David K. Has put up with me for 17 years, and we still fight. We still get in. We still, I mean, we, we cannot go like a week without being at each other's throats. But David likes me, and I like David. I don't know if he would admit to liking me, but I do think he does deep down, and he's been very good to us this year. Steven, I think the Bears win this one. I think it's not a blowout, but they do end up winning it by 10, and, and then they meet up with Gonzaga because Gonzaga's going to get that thing done. Steven, who's the toughest team Gonzaga's played? I mean, I'm sorry, I don't in Andy Anfield, it still seems a little fluky that USC got all the way to the elite elite eight. Oklahoma was the seven seed in the Big Twelve. Um Yeah, they got Creighton in the Sweet Sixteen. They were a five Creighton's seed. Creighton's not that great. They're okay, not that great. I mean, I it's not fair to 
I did like it. Did you see that uh, they gave the coach of the year to the guy who got beat by UC by an 11 seed? You know, for, but that's fine. Whatever. I'm not going to get all upset about that. Um, but I did like that comment um, that somebody had a, a good joke, Titus or whatever that guy's name is. He said something like, Mark Few next year just needs to to go more undefeated or <laughs> yeah. something like that. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, Gonzaga has – They he didn't go undefeated enough. I guess I the, think is what he said. the highest seed they played is a five. Of course, none of those games have been close except for the OU game in the first half. But you're right. I mean, they haven't they've, – they've got a nice little draw here. And they get an 11 seed in the Final Four now in UCLA. I was trying to look it up while we were talking to Michael Williams, Mr. Quick. Boy – I tell you who remembers him is uh, boy John Morris would remember Mr. Quick really, really well. John may still been doing TV. Anyway, it, he would totally have a great feel for Mr. Quick. Um, that that was fun. But I was looking it up, Stephen. Drew Timmy's dad would uh, – was it Matt Timmy? Anyway, whoever – whatever Timmy that was at SMU would, was playing closer to when I was in school. All right, so Drew Timmy – I was thinking, well, did he – did did Drew Timmy's dad play against Mr. Quick? But the truth of the matter is, as much as I hate to admit it, Stephen, Drew Timmy's dad is my age. So it would have been after Mr. Quick was out of there at Baylor. But anyway, that was fun, Steve. Wasn't that Mr. You like that SWC history? He gave uh, TCU a shout-out. I, I don't remember TCU uh, that era. They had one. Uh, uh, Jamie was playing – a little bit before Mr. Quick. How old's Jamie Dixon, Stephen? Dick he, Dixon. He's in his 50s. Well, J- Michael's 54. They might have had some crossover. Jamie hit that famous shot to beat Texas. Uh, Texas. And Bob Weltlick was coaching Texas at the time, and that, and that took down Texas. So, anyway. All right, Stephen. We need, to, we need to make way for the man, the myth, the legend, the voice of the Bears, John Morris. We will talk to you from, hopefully, from Indianapolis, uh, getting you ready for a championship game on Monday. It's Mosley. It's Simcox. We're out.